Welcome to another episode of the Beyond Woman Conversations. I'm your host, Jacqueline Walker-Johnson. And joining me today is Denise Greaves, a millennial and also an entrepreneur. She'll be sharing her story of starting out in business, her, the pitfalls that she has experienced, some of the successes, and just a general overview of what it entails to start your own business. If you're a woman who is thinking of starting your own business, or if you're a millennial who is thinking of starting your own business, you might want to join in. Stay tuned. You are saying to me that you are the head cook and the bottle washer. Yes, I am. <laughs> no. Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. For now. For now, right? Because I hope to have a, you know, a multi-trillion-dollar business one day. So, okay. just for now. <laughs> All right. So before we get into what it is that you do, the business aspect of our conversation, I would want you to just let um, persons know who Denise Reeves is. You're not old so therefore we don't have to go way back in time you know? <laughs> so you can give us a, a, a pretty simplistic um viewpoint of who denise is and um how did you get to this point right so as you said i will not be going back to much years maybe about seven years ago um i've always been a very smart child so my future was always very bright, I think. I've never doubted that I would be someone great. Um, as you might know, I'm not sure if I shared this with you previously, I got pregnant in high school, and that is when I think my life took a turn. So instead of going to college, because I had to drop out of high school, instead of going to college, I went back to an extension school. I did CXCs. Um, I worked uh, regular jobs. But I was not satisfied. I felt like I knew more and I wanted to be more. Um, So I started a business. My first business was called What's in the Box. Um, It was targeted for women who, well, the aim of the business was to really end the period poverty, to give women access to sanitary um, items for very, you know, at an affordable cost. So... From that business came Nature by Dan because selling sanitary items, I feminine care, I got inquiries about, you know, soaps and candles and stuff like that. And I, at first, I thought it was something that was out of my reach. Like, oh my God, how would I make a soap? Or how would I make a candle? I don't know one thing. So I started researching, Googling, YouTubing. I did some courses and here I am. <laughs> it's, pretty mu- it's pretty much up and downhill from there but that's the back story of how i got started yeah and i'm happy that you brought up the point of you know you saying to yourself you don't know the first thing about All right but you realize that google was like a best friend right the best friend that you never thought you needed yes <laughs> this is what i want you to tell me or for someone who is out there who has the idea and feel as though they don't have the capacity or they don't have the information. Um, just give them a little bit of what you did. I know you said you went to Google. But after Google, what was the process 
how did you get to the end result of a soap? Or even the candle, because you started the candle before the soap, right? Yes, I did. Okay. So okay, so when I started... Your head... Sorry. <laughs> when I started Googling, I, I found, first I found the raw materials. Um, when I just started, I thought that none of these materials were in Jamaica. So I started searching on Amazon because when you search the materials, they will Google will provide you with the suppliers usually. So the first place that I got my first set of materials, which were soy wax for candles, were from Amazon. After I made them, I started searching. I literally typed in Google local suppliers for candle wax. I found the suppliers here, then I called them, I explained to them what it is that I wanted to do. My supplier was and is still Earth Elements. So if you're interested at all in skincare, ear care, candles, Earth Elements is your best friend. Um, after getting in touch with Earth Elements, I still had to figure out how to actually manufacture the products because they sell them to you, they do not sell you a manual. So I started YouTubing, I got a lot wrong at first. I was just wasting batches. Like I was making candles. They were not hardening. They, the wicks weren't standing. It was a disaster at first. It was just trials after trials. And funnily, I got support during my trial period. So that's, that's another thing that's very important. Do not think that you will not get support. A lot of people that I talk to, young people, they're afraid because they're thinking that nobody's going to support them. I don't know a lot of people. I don't know a lot of people sitting right here right now. I don't know a lot of people. I have a lot of associates who support my business. So it's very important that you understand a business is a risk. Take the step. Um, and, and do your research. That's most important. That's like my most important advice to any upcoming entrepreneur, research, research, research. Ask people, align yourself with people who are in your field. So for me, I know a lot of people who make soaps because I befriended them. And that's the key. Go where they go, dine where they dine. Um, go to the gyms that they go to. Join the clubs that they, they are in. Align yourself with these people. Connect with them on social media. Ask them questions. Don't be afraid. Now that you mentioned that you know a lot of people who are doing so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, sometimes, you know, we have these ideas in our head and mm -hmm. talk to me about that because if you know a lot of people who are doing so, how is it that you are able to do it for yourself and, and make money? Right. I want you to look at it this way. Rihanna, is an artist, but she's also now a businesswoman of a very successful skincare line. If woman, right, than being the artist, I realize that. <laughs> but if she had thought, "Oh my God, there is so many people doing makeup. Why would I do makeup?" She would not be doing it. She would not be making millions right now. You have to always position yourself that. You are going to come with, even if it's the same thing. I do turmeric soap and everybody's doing turmeric soap, but I set myself apart. So to answer your question, though you're going to do the same thing, find at least one single thing that will set you apart. My soaps are patterned. They are not regular um, square or rectangular soaps. They are patterned. I have a special fragrance for my soaps. 
wherever you smell my soap, you're going to know that it is mine. And that is what I'm known for. People take them out the packages all the time and, oh my God, they smell so good. I don't want to use them. So do not be afraid to step into the ocean that is already there because you cannot stop that. What you can do is find something that is even personal to you. It could be your name that is personal. As I do, it could be a fragrance that is personal. Something that's going to set you apart. But do not be afraid because there are thousand people selling soaps. I have people right now that I buy soaps from that I make. I buy turmeric soaps from other people who sell turmeric soaps. And they buy from me. They're different soaps. So don't, don't um, allow fear to stop you. I get why you would be afraid because if so many people are selling something, why am I, how am I going to make money from it? Set yourself apart, market yourself differently and you'd be surprised. Okay. So I, I, in your introduction, you alluded to the fact that you always thought of yourself as being a, a, somebody who can do great things. All right. Um, is there something specific that pointed you or made you start thinking of yourself like that? Or have you always been like that? No, I have had my fair share of insecurities growing up. Um, as I said, I think after getting pregnant, there, were never, there was never a person in my life who said she will not amount to anything. So I was always surrounded by light and love and the desire to be successful. After getting pregnant, that kind of spin for me. A lot of people were so disappointed. And that is when I heard, oh my God, you just have another child, like two kids, I live with man. You know, it was stuff like that. And I, I did not accept that. I'm like, no, I will not. I will not. So for me, that was the turning point. The moment I said, no, I am going to do great things. I am not going to be... It's okay to be an average person. A lot of people are average people. That's facts. But I wanted to do something that would stand out for me. I wanted my name to be known. I wanted the media, the newspapers, the magazine, the radio, the TV. I wanted that for myself, and I got it. Is that something that you do on a daily basis? Do you have like affirmations that you repeat to keep you going? What is it that keeps you going and keeps your eye on the prize? So what I do, I have um, a wall of achievement in my bedroom. So a section is dedicated to plaques and certificates and awards. And each time I have to pass it to go to the bathroom, to go to the kitchen, to go to the living room. So for me, a lot of people always ask me, it's yours. You know it's there. Why would you put it up for display? That is my motivation. I want, I want to not have space for awards and certifications. When I see, when I feel down and I look at these things, when I, when I feel down and I look at myself, at 22 years old, I was in a magazine. I was on the radio. Was my grandmother my watched me on her television. Was that my magazine? Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was. I was in the Gleaner. I, I was on two radio stations. I, I was on two programs on CVM. These are the things that keeps me motivated. So looking at these things, that's really all the motivation I need. And I must say that I can affirm what you're saying to some extent because I remember that you reached out to me. Yes, and that I, is something I do too. And yes, and I think that, that, that was awesome. Because Thank you. 
for whatever reason, we are so fearful, you know, of putting ourselves out there and getting a no and what you know. I got a lot of no's. I should say that for those who are listening, because you have to be mentally prepared for that. Not everyone will say yes and no isn't a negative. We often allow no to be a negative word, but it's not. No can mean you are not fully prepared. No can mean you are not ready. No can mean this is not the person. And that is okay. You were my yes. And that opened doors for me. That later the person that said no turned around and said yes. That is the thing. So That's yeah. The thing. So all the, some of the no's can be the yes that you need for yourself. You know. Yes. It's, yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. So you mentioned for now you are what twenty four? Because that must have been like about two years ago. Twenty four. Yes. Okay. Yes, okay. I'm twenty four now. All right. So. Apart from the fact that you are in business for yourself, um, what are some of the other qualities that you hold there uh, that makes you who you are? The go-getter, the, 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 the entrepreneur. Um, what are some of the, the value systems that you have or that you have put in place for yourself that keeps you on track? For one, it's my willingness to give or to donate. That's something that is unique to my brand. I'm very intentional about that. It was very strategic to donate to charity, to give back to my community and to the world at large because my hope is to give on an international level one day. So when you hear about me, it's not just you hear about business. Most people who know me know that I do business, but I do charity. And I work with kids, like I work exclusively with kids. Stemming from the fact that I lost a child, it's very personal to me to work with children. Um, and I do from time to time, many times actually, I give business advice to upcoming entrepreneurs. I've helped a few people to start their businesses. I've helped a few people to publish their books. So I have, I've created a space that is safe for young people to approach me, even if you're older than I am just a space to approach me to ask me any questions about products, manufacturing, just business on any level at all. So and I think that is what sets me apart. And, and what I'm getting from you is that it's not about you. Everything that you do is about no. you. No. Right. It's not, it's not about me. I wish there were people um, eight years ago, seven years ago, there was someone like me in my life. And that is what I'm trying to give to people. I did not know anything about publishing books, about starting business. I, the only thing I knew was to go to school and get an education because that's what, that's what you are programmed to do. So me, this, this space that I'm creating, this, um, I don't want to say legacy, but this legacy that I'm building is not for me. It's... This is what it is. The legacy that you are creating. An awesome legacy. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's not about me. It's about, you know, especially girls from rural areas who are told that, you know, go to school, get a job, find a husband, have kids. I want them to know that there is more to life. This is a full life and I want them to live it. So if you have an idea, it should be easy for you to access information. 
And though I, I am not known to many people, I try my best to be known where I need to be known. And um, I must say that you, you, throughout the conversation, you are mentioning that you had no clue to start off, no right? right? But when I look at your packaging, when I look at even your book cover, the covers for your book, I mean, it is really of a very, very high standard. And so I must applaud you for that, for somebody who really is the head cook and mother washer and you don't have that kind of support system and, you know, the financial backing that um, others might have. So you tell me, how do you do it, though? The financial backing? <laughs> how do you do it? Uh, let me start by saying, usually as an if you speak to most entrepreneurs nowadays their number one struggle is finances which was my struggle i am just this two years in business and i am just now at the place where i can say i don't need a job the first time in two years i can say i don't need a job because the financial aspect of it is very difficult you do not there are people you write to investors you pitch ideas and there's just not enough faith. You know, you're young. Um, are you sure this will work? You don't have enough knowledge. And there are people who have approached me with, you don't have a degree. I've gotten that a lot. You don't have a degree. Okay. <laughs> but you have to be prepared for these things when you're stepping into business. So for me, it's, I make $1,000. And I put $800 back into the business. And then I make $2,000 and I put 1000 And that is how I keep it moving. It was not a case where I was fully funded at first or for a long time, I was not funded. And it was difficult. Mm -hmm. It was difficult. I asked that question because that's another roadblock that we tend to use to prevent ourselves from doing what we have to do. And so it is very important for me to get that information from you. So pretty much you just started small until you were able to yeah. see where you are today. And you have to be realistic with your expectations when into business. I have said this to a lot of my peers. Do not allow social media to sidetrack you. Nobody starts their business today and becomes a millionaire tomorrow. Especially people like us who are in a we are living in a developing country. Um, majority of the population is working minimum wage. Be realistic with yourself. It's going to take some time. So people are often discouraged because it's six months and they haven't made $500,000. That's not how it works. Pace yourself, set three months, six months, one year goal for yourself and your business. Your personal goals will guide your business goals. So that's very, very important too. Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. So what, what, tell me, give me an idea of what your business um, looks like now in terms of where are you distributing, where can persons find your products, where can they get them to buy and that kind of, and as a matter of fact, I know you started off with books and you started off with candles. Now you're into soap. Is there anything else that's there that we should know about? Give us the full gamut of what. All right, so my line right. Okay, so my line right now, we have castor oil, coconut oil, beard oil, air growth oil, turmeric mask for acne. So it's an acne control mask um, and the turmeric soap. 
there is usually a charcoal and a charcoal and turmeric so but it wasn't doing well on the market so i discontinued so for now it's five products that i have uh, my products can be found in halfway three at clock clock tower plaza it's shop number seven by bear 876 that's a very central location and that is for kingston customers in Port Antonio by Fourbridge Street by Shop Myomai. Fourbridge Street in Port Antonio, Portland. Um, in Old Arbor, Shop 24C by Vashmars, Glendon Court. And of course, I have a website. So wherever you are in the world, you can order. I offer free international shipping to my customers as well. So if you're overseas, it's free shipping. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's free shipping. Yeah. Because um, regular shipping is very cheap, which is all I can offer it free, and it takes six weeks. I don't think someone should be paying for something and they wait six weeks. I was just amazed that you could do free shipping. Oh. All right, so what, what is, um, what's your website? It's www.naturebydan.shop. .shop, okay. Mm -hmm. I get it that you are a go-getter. And I get it yes. that you want to be positive about everything. But I want you to, let's be realistic for those persons who might be talking at the moment. You know, I might be saying that, well, you're lucky and I'm not. So um, I know you, you alluded a little bit to some hardship that you might have faced, but in the business sense, let us get real. What are some of the things that um, might derail someone who is not as focused as you are and give them some tips as to how to overcome those kinds of struggles, those kinds of challenges? Let's first, <laughs> of course. So first, I think the first thing would be finances, as we had discussed previously. And the reality is you have to pace yourself. I do not like to work for people. And that is a fact. Um, however, I had to work for people at a point. I've had five jobs. And you have to be real. You want to start a business or you, are, you have a business. You do not want this to be something that you do for the rest of your life, but you're having financial struggles. Get a job and pace yourself. So save from the job or save from the business to enhance the business. But do not sit as an entrepreneur because the fact is, as you said, we're being realistic. We have rent, light, water, internet, grocery, and maintaining yourself as a woman is very expensive. So get a job and work from there. Secondly, it would be influence. Very, very important. That probably should have been the first thing. The influence on social media to think that your business should be booming. You have to put yourself in a... Again, it's about pacing yourself. Be realistic. I just started. I don't have financial support. I don't even have physical support. I do not have a warehouse. I do not have storage. This is me. And I am only comparing myself to the person that I was last week. Last week, I sold one item. This week, I sold two. And that is what you use to, to, to guide yourself, not someone posting that they sold out in two hours. That is not you. Everything comes back, as I said, to your personal 
your personal beliefs will guide you in your business life. As long as you understand that struggle is not something that we can avoid. Maybe not all, we, we, do, we do not all have the same type of struggle, but it is struggle nonetheless. So financially and um, influence, I would say, social media influence, two of the things that push a lot of people back from starting businesses. And not knowing, that's number three, just not knowing where to start. As I said, reach out to people, befriend them. It doesn't have to be creepy. You ha we have wit, we have class, we have etiquette. Be kind. As I sent you an email, send email to these people. There are people like you who will give, give you a chance. People, what people's people, I, I really believe, especially older people, they love to see when you're trying as a young person. So you take the steps, send help. an email. And when you respectfully ask for help, nobody, right, you, right. I don't see you coming to me and being genuine about the fact that you want me to help you. And I turn away and say, look here, I don't have the time or whatever, you know? Right. So you approach people respectfully and you respectfully. And yes. And you have to pick them up, right? <laughs> because people like that. No, it's yes. a fact. People like that. So, I mean, it has to be a, like a, a strategic move on your part when you're approaching people. Yes, it is. And it has a lot to do with branding. I would advise anyone wanting to be an entrepreneur. I am very, very, very careful about branding. When you put something out there, it's hard to take it back. I have rebranded in terms of labeling and packaging. But initially, when I stepped out, it was very unique. So branding also. Think about what you, what you want people to think of you and your brand. Or what you want people to think of you because there is a face behind the business. And I... I feel like if i should slip a lot of people let it slide because of the face behind the business that is very important as well you do not have to write a book start a business do all of these things but how do you present yourself as you said how do you approach people be, be a respectful person people will vouch for you and they will support you and when you take step one step two and three will come naturally sometimes it's I think we overthink it really I didn't hear it's just about pacing yourself okay so let me ask you one other question um so you do soaps and and um you do things that people will place on their bodies and stuff is there do you have to go through a test or a standard test or things like that for those persons who might be manufacturing their own things do you have to go through a process okay so the correct the correct thing to do is to get your your products passed by the bureau of standards which i have i have um products passed that i do not even sell anymore so the bureau of standards is at number six or five winchester road in kingston um each product to be passed cost five five thousand and fifty dollars so it's actually our four thousand and fifty but it's very it's not very expensive and you can do them one at a time so that's very important i'm glad you asked that um you need to get your products and your labels passed by the bureau of standards because what this does it says that you are a trustworthy brand and it gives you uh, you can sit on any shelf Okay. A lot of products that are on shelf should not be on shelf. And if the ministry 
decides to be serious, they will pull them down and throw them in the garbage. Okay. So they have you to must the product pass by bureaucracy. Right. Okay. Right. That's not something that you have to start out with, but it's something that should be in your business plan. Yeah, because like you said, it gives credibility to what you're doing and who would not want that, especially if you're going international. And yes. I'm not sure if you're protected in terms of legal, the legal aspects of what you do. I don't know if that, that's covered under what your standard does, but that is something I'm assuming that um, once you're selling a product, once you're manufacturing a product, then you would have to take that into account in the event something goes wrong. Right, the labels, um, the labels have to be designed, well not designed, but there are specific information that should be on the labels. And that is why you pass it through the bureau. Because for example, soaps, my soap labels um, certified by the bureau and it's very specific. Do not use if you have sensitive skin or if irritation occurs, discontinue use. You cannot sue me because I have already told you that on the label. You using a soap and having a bad reaction or just anything at all, it's, very, it's going to be very difficult for you to try to sue me. It was written, plain in black and white. And these are the things that are required by the Bureau to protect you, the business person or the entrepreneur. Okay. Awesome. So it's not a step that we really want to skip. It's really not a step that should be skipped. Exactly. That's what I'm getting at, you know, even if, because yeah. you've been initially, um, probably, you know, you don't have to look at that, but I believe that once you are manufacturing stuff, then that is something that's kind of protection that you want um, to recover. So let me, yes. we, can, we can wrap up. Do you have any final words yes. of encouragement to persons that those who um, want to become entrepreneurs, but of course, once again, there is a fear element for whatever reason. What kind of encouragement do you have to give to them? And even women who are single mothers, speak to the women who are single mothers too, who feel um, or, or are at a loss as to how to take care of themselves and their family. Give them some tips. The first thing that I would say is to, it's actually very simple, just start. I can assure you. If you want to start a business and you buy the things, you're going to figure it out. Just start, that's the first thing. Be realistic with who you are, where you are, where you were, and where you are going. Have plans for yourself. The moment, as I said, when step one, when you take step one, step two and three becomes very clear. And even if there is a confusion, that is okay. Nothing is going to be easy. And we need to let go of the notion that things will happen easily and quickly. And I think that is one um, challenge for us. So if you are interested in starting a business or if you, as you said, you're a single mom, you're struggling, or just a woman overall and you're struggling, pace yourself. Focus on finding your needs for today and then your needs for tomorrow. When tomorrow comes, you focus on finding your needs for next week and next month. Pace yourself. You're not a millionaire. You're not a billionaire. You're not from a wealthy family. The house and the car and the land and the bike, they will come. 
but pace yourself. That's that's my advice. It's very simple, but it's very solid. I agree. I agree with you. And I really want to thank you for taking the time out of your best busy schedule today to talk to me just to you know, have a conversation with us. I know that there are a lot of um, young people out there who the mindset is not really nine to five. The mindset is wanting to be an entrepreneur. But of course, yeah. as you said, and not yeah. have to be about the overnight success. It means that that's how it right. Because on social media, people put out the best of themselves and tend to hide yes. the real truth. So, um, nice. seeing that, you know, you made, made yourself available to somebody who is good, somebody who is going through the process, and somebody who has the foresight to say that, hey, I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread, and I'm going to be just that. So, thank you for having this conversation. You're welcome, and thank you for having me.